Welcome to 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today we talk to Northwestern State coach Mike McConathy about that incredible upset win over Iowa in the first round of the 2006 NCAA tournament. All right, now pleased to be joined by none other than Northwestern State head coach uh, Mike McConathy. And uh, Mike, let's go back to 2006, right? I mean, the highlight of your coaching career. Uh, you had an incredible team that year, probably the best team the Southland has ever had. And what people probably don't realize is you came out of the gates pretty hot. I mean, you guys beat some really good teams in the non-conference. You beat Mississippi State in overtime, a team with Jamon Gordon and Charles Rhodes. You beat Oklahoma State. How much did you feel like you, you might have had something special early on in the year? Well, we felt like it was going to be a special year because that group had started off as 11 freshmen together, something that doesn't happen anymore in college basketball. And they went through some very difficult times and they grew and grew and grew until they grew into a great team. And they, we kind of always talk about the MVP of our team is our team because we played so many people. And because of the early season wins on a um, in guarantee games against those teams that you mentioned, it put us in a position that we gained confidence. And that confidence enabled us to, to put us in a position to where we really had, had not been on that stage, but we had practiced it earlier in the year because we were out there playing against high-level teams. Yeah, I mean, 26-8, and 15-1 in the Southland. And like you said, I mean, you had a team – the starting lineup was four seniors and, and Luke Rogers, a junior. So you had kind of the model that works for, for a big upset, right? So, you know, you, you go through the conference tournament, you get the automatic bid and give me kind of the, the, the whole scene for selection Sunday. Where were you? What was it like when you found out you were a 14 seed in, in Drew, Iowa? Well, we, we, you know, had, had, had won our tournament there and, and we were gathered and to be honest with you, this, it's all just to still a daze. It's like it happened, but it didn't happen, yeah. but we were there and we drew Iowa. And, um, uh, the, the ironic thing about it was when we drew Iowa was that I said, Oh my goodness, I've watched Iowa this year more than any team really, because Paul Weir, who's now the head coach at New Mexico, was on our staff the year before as a, as a graduate manager. And so I would, and I had been up with my son, went to Iowa to the, um, their elite camp. And, um, you know, we had, we'd been up there I'd watched them play. I went and watched individual workouts and then we draw them. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking I've watched this, this team more than any team that I've seen all year and we're getting to play. Them. So, how excited were you that, that you had that familiarity? I mean, my guess is you could probably do the scout without any of your assistants having to even worry about it. Well, I mean, I, I think that I was excited because I looked at any time in any tournament, whether it's a conference tournament or anything, you always look at your matchup and everybody talks about a seed, but a seed is not necessarily what wins or loses. It's the matchup that wins or loses. And I, because we were a pressure team and we played 11 and 12 guys, I felt like that our matchup with Iowa was as good a matchup as we possibly could have gotten. 
And I'll take you back a little bit to something not anybody else probably would know. We lost to Iowa State that year in the, in the, in the, um, in the Rainbow Classic in overtime in which a free throw was not made by Iowa State, but the, they accounted it as made. Wow. That's not supposed to happen except when you're playing at Kerr Elementary or Bozier Elementary and they're keeping on, on, a, on a chalkboard. But it happened. And my, the reason I bring that up is, had we won that game, we, w- we may have not been a 14 seed. Right. Right. You probably would have been a 13 or 12. I go back to the deal of it's the matchup and you know, it's, it's just, it's an amazing thing. It's one of those things, but um, just a a great opportunity and to be able to get there. And we just approached it like we had been there. And I always talk about this throughout every year. And and some people would find this crazy, but you play to, to get to your conference tournament win games, win a tournament, get to the NCAA tournament, and win games. You don't talk about just getting to the tournament because when you do that, and I did that in JUCO the first time I ever went to the national tournament, and we ended up playing Hutchison Community College who in Hutch, yeah. and we ended up losing to them, and I realized that I had not prepared my team because we just got there, and that was the ultimate prize. you got to say – you're not going to say you're going to try to win the tournament. You're going to say you're going to win games. And I think that that four years of talking about that subtly are actually really seriously talking about those last two years uh, because we'd been beaten the year before um, in our conference tournament on home floor by Southeastern and, and Billy Kennedy, who was a coach there that year. And then the next year we came back and were able to, uh, to realize being in the NCAA tournament and actually in a position to where we can go win a game or games. Before we continue that interview, I have to let you guys know that it's that time of year again. We waited two years for this moment, and it's finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga is getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now and use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to use than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, the code is FIELD68, that's FIELD68, to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. All right, so you're in Auburn Hills, you're playing Iowa, you're all excited to play him, and then you, you catch yourself down 17 with eight and a half minutes left. What, what are you thinking at that point? Hey, it was a good run, but, but it, it ends here? Well, you know, one of the things that we always talk about the, when we play our wave system, which we're, we're not playing as much, but yesterday, we, we went, the last time we played a game, 
we actually looked like a team from them because I was rotating five in and out during a period. But we always talked about it's four-minute wars. And, and, and you play the way you play until the last eight minutes of the game, and then it begins to take over because you're constantly rotating people for four minutes. The buy-in of my, that team was phenomenal for that system because they all wanted to win. They weren't worried about who got the, the um, accolades. They were worried about getting wins. And when we got to that point, we started making some shots defensively. We started making some plays. I, I felt like we wore down Iowa physically because we were pressing the whole whole game. And uh, that it's a little bit different than a Big Ten schedule yeah. when you're playing, I mean, at least a big one game. I realize over the haul of a Big Ten schedule, it wouldn't be that way. But one game, if you're playing completely different, than anybody in the Big Ten or Big 12 or anybody else is playing, it puts you in a position where you have a chance to give them or show them something they haven't seen and how will they handle it. In this case, you know, it worked great. To our, it, was a great it was great for us. The advantage was on our side. So you, you warmed down. You came back. Greg Bruner, they're up one, I think, with about 15 seconds left, and Bruner – uh, makes one of two. He front rims, I believe, the second free throw. You guys get it. And I don't know, did you have a timeout left? You did not call a timeout. I don't know if you had one left or not. Well, I'm kind of a – maybe it's my JUCO background. You know, if we know that we've been working on something over and over, we do it. We know how to play. I would rather go take what yeah. they give us because that's what we always talk about than to set up and let them set their defense. And, and so that was that was a thought process. And the time we had a timeout in between there. In fact, one of my assistants, Ryan Edwards, said, Coach, we, we got to get a timeout. <laughs> and and uh, we called the timeout, you know, ice him, whatever. I don't know that that had an impact of him making it or missing it. But we just went into what we did, a regular break, and we pushed the ball up. And Kerwin Ford just took a, a three on the right side, wide open look. He missed it. But the beautiful part of this situation is that it may have been the only time that it happened, but Jermaine Wallace was a wing on the opposite side. And every day we tell our guys, go to the glass. And they had a specific spot in our offense where to go rebound. And Jermaine actually ran to the exact spot. The ball just, just um, fell in his hands. Yeah. He looked up at the clock at that point, and this is pretty amazing when you go back and look at it on video, he looks up to see how much time there is. He knows time and score. He dribbles back out to the corner to get the three, the same shot that he had made at least two or three times that year in big in games and sunk the shot for us to take the lead. Yeah, the game winner, 0.5 seconds left to, to give you basically the win over Iowa um, what was it like? I mean, th this goes down again, Mike, as one of the greatest upsets. Not only it was the upset and the shot. I think it was everything that, that made it such a great Cinderella story, so dramatic. Uh, what was it like for you and the team after? Well, it was, it was bedlam for us. I mean, the guys are running around this, that, and other, and 
you know, I, I remember earlier that year we played Oklahoma State, and it was evident we were fixing to win, and I called a timeout with four seconds to go and said, guys, when this game's over, you act like you were supposed to win and go down and shake their hands like you were supposed to win. There wasn't any time they broke and ran. It was just, it's just it just was amazing, the feeling, and getting to see them so excited. And, you know, shame on me if I would have tried to, to uh, you know, suppress that because they'd worked so hard to get there in that position. But it, it was just pretty amazing. And just the fact that it hadn't been done. And I always talk about that. We had been to the tournament and won, won a game in 2000, 2001. And then to be able to play in the actual 14-13, 3-14, I'm sorry, seed, to be able to win that game was just monumental. And um, it people say, I've heard this said before, well, you know, if you don't do something like that in the next 10 years, you're, then you're not going, you're not moving your program forward. That just doesn't happen. Right. I mean, to be a Southland Conference school, to be a, a 14 seed to win, it doesn't happen. So sure, you want to keep striving to be the best you can, but I realized that that was special, and it was special to the whole area, just not Natchez, just not Northwestern, but the whole area of North Louisiana. Because even though you've got some rival rivalries in this state uh, of other institutions, there's enough connection that people were excited to see somebody from Louisiana win a game in the NCAA tournament that wasn't supposed to win. Last question for you, Mike. How, how did it change your life? How did it? How did it change? I mean, I assume it's the highlight of your coaching career, but how did it change your life? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it really it, it, it changed anything other than understanding if you put in a lot of hard work and understanding that, you know, my faith is strong and understand I've been put here to, to um, work hard with basketball, but more importantly, to influence young men, to get an education, to, to have a spiritual life to be the best basketball players they possibly could be. And if, if they don't get the education, then I don't feel like we've succeeded. But to be able to go win this, this game kind of was like, you know, your, eat your cake and your ice cream too. I'm sure that there's something better to say, but Louisiana guys, that's what we like, cake and ice cream. Some of them like some other things too, but I like cake and ice cream. No, nothing wrong with cake and ice cream, Mike, and you ate plenty of it that night. You ate plenty of it that night. Listen, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, the Cinderella story, certainly of the 2006 NCAA tournament. Uh, Mike McConaughey and the Northwestern uh, State Program. Uh, we appreciate it, Mike.